Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 1130 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Well, good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. It's hump day. It's, is it? Yeah. And so are you – I get my days mixed up. They all run together. But the question is, are you prepared for Easter? Have you started purchasing what, you know, or planning even what you're going to have for your Easter dinner, your Easter celebration. Uh, we have someone on that's going to kind of help guide us a little bit in terms of doing that with, you know, a little healthier spin on that. Uh, Chef George Ashford is with CB Bistro in Metro West, and he's on with us this morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Good morning, G. How are you? I'm doing well, and, and just a joy to have you on this morning. Looking, looking forward to what you have to share with us this morning. So uh, it's a pleasure sure to be here. You, well, thank you, thank you. So I, I am sure that uh, you get a lot of questions about how to do certain dishes and everything like that, um, and especially with Easter coming up, I'm sure you kind of got some things of your own plan. So can you share with us, you know, just some, uh, maybe some sort of tip or a dish that you might want, you might find that would be appealing for, for the Easter feast? I absolutely could. Um, what I like to do, uh, especially when you have family and friends over, is to get as much preparation as possible done ahead of time so that when your guests arrive, you can spend time with your family and friends and, and just enjoy. So we have some of the dishes um, uh, that may not be typical, but they can be really nice to add to your menu. You know, I know uh, baked ham is very traditional, which is a wonderful thing too, but uh, one of my specialties is to add a nice lamb, a rack of lamb to the menu. And I I love lamb. I I really enjoy lamb. Uh, it just has a different taste than you know the same old beef and pork all the time. Sometimes you want something a little different. And to me, it's a little sweeter. It's a little moister. Although you can dry it out, I, I know that much. So, so what, what's your specialty? How do you how do you prepare it? How do you get us not to mess it up? Well, you get a nice piece of New Zealand lamb chop, and they're not cheap. So what you want to do, you want to take that silver skin. The first thing you want to do is to trim the silver skin. You'll see a silver skin over that lamb chop when you when you purchase it. And you mm-hmm. want to trim that silver skin off. And then you want to prepare and let it rest a little bit. 
uh, outside the refrigerator before you grill it. You're going to prepare a paste with multiple uh, seasonings in it. Uh, one of the pastes and one of the seasoning um, uh, mixtures that I like to to put into that um, uh, to make this paste, I start off with a base of extra virgin olive oil, just a small amount, probably mm-hmm. about about three tablespoons. And then you're going to add uh, dried mint leaves, which you can find mm-hmm. in the grocery store. You want to add dry orange peel. Also, this is a herb, so that's at the grocery store. Uh, lemon pepper, a good lemon pepper. Um, moho citrus seasoning. A little sea salt, because some of these seasonings already have salt in it, and you're going to have Italian seasoning. So I know it sounds like a lot, but some of these items are already in your pantry. Mm-hmm. And what you're going to do, you're going to make a paste out of that. You're going to add those herbs in the, in the proportions that to your taste. Um, I am heavy on the mint because that mint mm-hmm. is going to cut somewhat of the gamey taste that you may find in lamb chops. So um, I had a nice portion of mint. Um, I, I love the citrus seasoning, a little bit of the orange peel because it goes a long way. I add a little bit more lemon pepper, easy on the sea salt, and Italian dressing. Make that paste, and then you're going to massage it into your meat. In between the bones of your lamb chop, you may see like um, like a little skin or a little bit of webbing. You want to be able to trim that webbing out and so that the bone's a little bit free. You don't have to necessarily uh, make what is called a French cut, but because there's meat on those bones, and you want to get all of the meat, and that's what I prefer to do. It's more, and, and it still is very cosmetic. It still makes uh, uh, the product look really, really good once you grill it. So we start off with that, and then you get your grill at a nice medium temperature. You can have a light smoke on it if you wish, if you want that flavor, or it can be just a char grill. And you want to grill it on both sides until it's completely crusted, not heavily crusted. You just mm-hmm. want to get a nice char in on both sides. Because what we're going to do, we're going to finish those lamb chops inside of the oven. So it's gonna we're gonna finish them when we're ready to to bring them up to the temperature desired. So once you have the grilling all done, you take the lamb chops, move them over to the side, and they're ready to go in the oven just before your guests arrive. Another um, item, side item, obviously that goes good with that um, that we mm-hmm. like to pair at our bistro is uh, the, the, the collard greens. But we use okay. fresh collard greens, but we, we do it a little bit differently uh, than a lot of places. Instead of traditionally using ham hocks or pig feet, we use uh, smoked turkey meat. We're more on the healthier side, you know, and that's one thing that uh, I'm really big on is teaching, um, teaching health in preparing food items, you know, lower, a little bit yeah. lower in sodium, more in flavor, infusing flavors. Sounds really good. I, I have mm-hmm. a question about portions. Um, okay. For lamb chops, what is is it one per person, two per person? Yeah, I know a lot of it depends on somebody's appetite. But if you're if you're trying to, I guess, be kind of between having too much and having too little, what what is what is the rule? 
Well, I would suggest um, if you're pairing it with another meat, then mm-hmm. you can go a little bit less in, um, uh, you know, in portion wise. But a general rule, a nice sized lamb, rack of lamb, you have about, I think it's about six bones on it, nice full bones, is a nice portion. It's generally a nice portion paired with uh, a starch, um, which will go nicely with this, like uh, some roasted uh, yams would go nicely with that, uh, along with the collard greens. So you have a full plate, one rack of lamb. If you're going to pair it with, for example, um, carved turkey meat or a honey-glazed ham, then I would go a half a rack. And of course, have a little bit extra just in case somebody, because the rack of lambs are going to be so delicious, everybody's going to gravitate towards it. I would have a little bit of extra there. But you want to kind of balance it out <laughs> with other meats, so you're going to go half the portion and let the other meats uh, kind of uh, make up the difference. Okay. If that makes sense. All right. Okay. Yes, it does. It does. And so uh, what, how do you basically store it if you have some leftovers? And uh, do you have any, I guess, particular recipes in terms of uh, doing leftovers? Well, um Okay, so I'll, let me Although we don't the, think we will have any. Just, yeah, well, yeah, the lamb chops, I think, will just go completely. But if you have leftovers, the best thing, I find the best thing is one of those vacuum seal type of containers. It works wonders. It, it pulls out all of the oxygen. And um, even charred, after you char the lamb chops and finish, you know, completely cook them, you can actually mm-hmm. take that and put it into the freezer with the vacuum seal type bags and put it in the freezer and when you take them out, you can let them uh, thaw down that, you know, uh, properly in a refrigerator so it becomes uh, um, uh, at the proper temperature. And then from there you can take them out and slowly cook them, you know, heat them back up in the oven is what my suggestion would be. So just bring them back up a little bit. You probably – if you if you serve them medium, it's probably going to be a little bit more than medium when you bring them back up in, in the oven to uh, to make them completely warm. Okay, perfect, perfect. Now you you talked about those greens, and I I, I don't I never really it's, that's interesting because I never really think about greens with lamb. You know, it's always usually asparagus or something something else other than, you know, greens. And like you say, we're usually thinking about greens with pork. So the fact that you're using um, smoked turkey is, is great, is a great alternative to that. Um, do you use, what, what type of, I guess you could say starch, do you usually serve with your lamb? Or do you usually have to have a starch to go with it, or do you serve another vegetable, a green vegetable? Well, Yes, I would like to have. I do like to have a starch with that. Um, one of the things, like especially for like Easter, for example, I would suggest mm-hmm. having um, uh, you have the yams, have your fresh yams, clean okay. and peeled, and then you cut them up into quarters. A little oh, bit of salt okay. and pepper, a little bit of um, uh, you can have a little bit of uh, cinnamon spice to it, and then you're going to have your your sheet pan. You spray olive oil spray, put your yams on top of that, and put them in the oven and let them bake until tender. And then when, they're, when they come out, you can just uh, put a little bit of honey, glaze a little bit of honey on them and put them back in the oven 
and then take them out just to warm them up, and it has a it's a beautiful finished product. A lot of our cooking at the bistro and in our catering business, which is our primary business, a lot of our cooking is is it's more of a, a healthier way of preparing food items. But you're still getting mm-hmm. the flavor, you're still getting the taste, and it's all about the ingredients and the preparation of how you make them. Like yeah, the collard greens, that, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going back to the collard greens, we we like to take um, um, a vegetable stock, a good vegetable stock, lower in sodium, and we we boil that first, and then we take uh, onions, a nice size, you know, a couple of nice uh, uh, Vidalia onions. We uh, sauté them. We add our seasonings into the onions, we add it to the vegetable stock, and then we cook the collard greens down slowly. And then we take the smoked turkey meat and add that to the mixture. So now you're having everything just merging together. So you've taken a, an item which is very, very healthy for you. And, and, of course, the yams are very healthy for you too. You've taken that item and you actually um, uh, you made them more healthy by eliminating the pork, um, cutting out a lot of the sodium, and a lot of the sugar that we often would add to our yams. Traditionally, cooking Mm -hmm. yams, you're simmering those yams down, you're putting a ton of sugar back in it, and so we try to get away from that. We get away from a lot of sugar, but we want the flavor, we want the taste, and it's a a nice, clean food. And um, using our... Our soul food is, is a beautiful thing, but we can intersperse it with lamb chops, intersperse it with Cornish hens. These are all mm-hmm. dishes that we can intersperse it with, yeah. And do you have a suggestion for a, a pairing with, uh, in terms of a beverage with the lamb, uh, alcoholic and non-alcoholic? Okay, so for something non-alcohol, I would suggest like cranberry juice, and you can mix that with um, like a like a club soda. You can mm-hmm. add um, a little bit of um, uh, you can add a little bit of ginger ale to it, with just a little mm-hmm. flavor. Put a little fresh orange on it, fresh lime juice to it, and that gives a nice, mm-hmm. refreshing uh, non-alcohol beverage. And of course, if you want to have some alcohol, you can add the you can add the rum to that same mixture too. Or vodka, and it works just as well. Oh, nice, nice. So, and, and don't forget that sprig of mint too. Yeah, that sprig of mint. Absolutely. Since you're, since you're and, doing um, the the lamb, the the mint with the lamb, you might as well you know add a little sprig to the drink too. Mm-hmm. And if you want a nice wine, I would suggest a, a nice merlot. Goes nicely with the lamb chops and the other dishes that uh, we're pairing this with. You know, again, it's all about flavors, and it's all about uh, making the right choices in the food products that we're getting. Perfect, perfect. And then also, too, uh, after after dinner, um, it, do you have any preference in terms of a dessert? Well, I, I, I'm, I really cheat on the dessert. So oh. I make a bread with <laughs> Yeah, I, I cheat on this one. So I make a bread pudding, and, uh, and we take, um, uh, like, day-old bread. Um, um, you may take um, uh, 
some of the different, uh, not necessarily like a coffee cake, but you're taking different types of breads. You may have uh, like a Hawaiian bread. You may have uh, like a, some sort of a sweet bread, and you're mixing it with a traditional uh, whole wheat bread or white bread, and you're chopping it up into cubes. And then what you do, you take heavy cream and yellow raisins, um, and you mix mix all these different ingredients together, add sugar to it to taste. You're adding cinnamon, a dash of salt, and you're going to make this into a bread pudding. And, and of course, eggs. You have to add eggs to that, too, um, to give it a nice uh, custard type of, of, of flavor. And you add that together, bake it off, and then make a nice a raisin rum sauce, which you're taking um, brown sugar, orange juice, you're simmering it, adding uh, honey, uh, your yellow raisins, put a rum to it. You can flame it if you wish. Be careful when you cook that on the stove. Remove it from the stove mm-hmm. before you add the rum. And then basically have it reduce. And then you're going to just add that to the to the bread pudding once it's finished, and some haagen ice cream. Oh, stop. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> all right. So, yeah. So, but so again, you all need to be cutting, some, small, cutting your calories now for Sunday. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're going to cut, you're going to cut, take a little small portion of this. It's not for every day. Mm-hmm. So you do a little small right. portion of this when you want to cheat. Okay, so cheat. cool. Oh, one one quick question. I know you got to go. Um, if if you're having, let's say, a, a dinner party, you know, and and you need to kind of, I guess, take the have your guests take the edge off before dinner. Do you have any suggestions for appetizers? Sure. I mean, if you want to have something, you can have a, a nice charcuterie board, which is very easy to prepare, and um, they're very creative um, and very colorful. And you're getting some of all the different items in it. So you can have a charcuterie board made with uh, you. You have fruit, you have vegetables. You're 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 interspersing it with imported uh, meats. You know, generally traditional, the dry meats from Italy. Mm-hmm. You can have um, a turkey breast with that, and all of the above. Little olives, okay. um, imported cheeses. You're making that mixture together. Serve with a with a nice uh, jam on the side. Um, you have you know experimenting with big jam size, strawberries, preserves. Very nice, uh, very nice presentation. I'm I'm ready. I'm I'm ready. Like I said, I got to start cutting those calories though now. But Chef George, how do we find you? Um, how do we get in contact with you? Well, we're at 2295 South Hiawathi, Suite 105A. We're right across the street from the Metro West Golf Course. And that's okay. CV-Catering is our website. All right. CV-Catering. Yes. cv Catering is our primary business. Thank you. I'm sure some people will be trying to get in contact with you because they may not want to prepare it, although it's a little late to be doing that. But we've got a whole slew of other events coming up, you know, start, you know, spring going into summer. So 
you know, I'm sure they'll be they'll be giving you know bending your ear. So, thank you, Chef George. Really appreciate your time. Have a blessed day. You too. Thank you, G, for calling. Talk to you soon. Take care. We're going to take a quick break. If you have questions or comments, you have any ideas of your own in terms of what you like to do for Easter, you know, just share with us. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Having a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event, need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar, or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast, let us help. At our gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call our gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email ourgatherings at yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. Good morning. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. And we want to again thank Chef George Ashford from CB Bistro for getting us ready, I mean, mentally, <laughs> as well as all of the tips uh, for, for a nice Easter feast. So um, I've already started setting the table, so, you know, getting some of that out of the way. Uh, but um, like I was saying, when he was on, you might want to start preparing uh, the, to drop some of those the calories and stuff ahead of time. And one of the ways you can do that is walking. I understand that today is, I think, National Walking Day. Um, a few stats I wanted to uh, share with you that I came across. Um, for every 2,000 steps, the risk of heart disease, cancer, and premature death decreases by 10%. Um, that's if you're getting usually about, and if you, you, you peak, I think they say about 10,000 steps each day. Um, whether you're getting 10,000, 2,000, whatever you do, try to get in a little bit of extra. I, I personally find that having the, uh, the health monitors, are pretty good. I have a Fitbit Charge 5, um, although I, I think uh, it's run its course. I've burned it out or whatever, so I think I'm going to do for another one. But um, And I usually try to go a little bit more. I, a, perf- a perfect day for me is if I can get in 15,000 steps. Uh, one of the features that my Charge 5 has is it's an alert that you can set um, it, mine goes off about 10 minutes to the hour every hour for, I th- think I have it set for 14 to 15 hours during the day um, because I, I have pretty long days. So you don't have to do that. But, you know, it, it, I think I try to get in 250 steps an hour. Uh, and if I'm short, because some hours I'm sitting more than others, some hours I get in more. It goes off at 10 minutes till and tells me how many more steps I need before um, 
I reach my 250 mark. So, and so sometimes that's just a matter of, oh, I forgot. Let me get up and do something, you know. So get up, go get some water. That's a good, because I'm I'm also trying to start where I get water at the same time that this goes off because I've noticed uh, a little bit of dehydration. Um, and so I've started to try to do that. So there's a reminder of getting, you know, getting my steps, getting my water. Um, another way that I try to get my, my walking in is uh, going to the big box store. And I, you've heard me mention an, an app I use called Shopkicks. Uh, and, and basically it's a matter of doing scans on certain items in order to get kicks. The kicks turn into uh, points toward gift cards and even, you know, PayPal cash. So I call it my kicks and bits time. I, I'm getting my shop kicks while I'm getting my fit bits, mm-hmm. you know. So it's it's a way of me uh, doing something that I like but also getting in some some extra steps because you can – just do a walk between aisles at those big box stores, up and down, back and forth, all across or whatever. Um, at, at places like Walmart, you go to Sam's, you go to Costco, wherever you want to go. Uh, mall, even you know they have the Mall walk, Walkers program, so you that you can take advantage of that. But you don't have to be in a particular program to just go and, and take a walk, take a walk around the house, take a walk around the block, take a walk around the mall. Uh, you know, uh, you, you know, church parking lot, something. But uh, just make sure that you're getting a little bit more activity in your day, um, and that will truly help. Um, so, anyway, let's see. There's also, according to this uh, article that I came across, um, a little under 10,000 steps a day. I think they said 9,800 can drop the risk of dementia by 50%. And to me, that is that raises, uh, you know, some bells for me because um, I had a parent that had some dementia that was setting in prior to her passing. And so, um, and, you know, I have friends that are having issues with parents and, and other loved ones with dementia. Uh, so, but you don't want to start getting the symptoms or you don't want that person to start getting the symptoms you want to go ahead and just get started by getting those those steps in. So um, 9,800 9, steps a day, 9,800 steps a day can drop the risk of dementia by 50%. Also, according to this, a 25% lower risk for those who walked about 3,800 steps daily. So, and, and really not that hard, you know. You, sometimes you may want to take, an extra step deliberately. You know, we're so busy about trying to rein in our, our, the amount of uh, steps that we take to do certain things. Sometimes you may want to just leave those, leave that alone and include those extra steps. Um, you know, when you forget stuff and you have to go back and get it, don't get mad. Just count it as an extra step that you've gotten in uh, towards your goal. That's that's what that's what I started doing. You know, it's like, you know, oh, I don't feel like going back here. But then, you know, it's not going to really hurt me to take a minute to go back and get what I've forgotten, you know. Might even help boost my memory, get that blood circulating and all that. Um, so the 10,000 steps, they said for that they rec- that the CDC 
recommends for most adults. It says it's the equivalent of about eight kilometers or five miles. Um, and they say most people in the United States take only 3,000 to 4,000 steps a day, which only equates to about one to one and a half to two miles. Uh, and I am guilty of that sometimes. If I don't go to the gym, now if I go to the gym, I kind of get a head start on my steps. I, if I do the elliptical, it's about 4,000 steps for me in a half an hour, depending on how vigorously I'm, I'm doing the elliptical or not. But I can usually count on getting anywhere between three or over, over 4,000 steps on the elliptical within a half an hour. Um, I also walk in the pool sometimes, and that's not necessarily an easy thing to monitor. So sometimes I'm walking in the pool, sometimes I take, I'm taking laps. But um, I also take off my Fitbit, but I'm timing my time in the pool. So I usually try to take a half an hour in the pool as well to try to get some. And for those that are having issues with walking, maybe it's arthritis or, or something that, you know, it, it makes it painful to walk, a walk in the pool is actually pretty beneficial. Uh, you know, it's that the resistance is kind of, I would say, a soft resistance. It kind of gives you a little resistance to, in your, towards your muscles, but at the same time, it seems to kind of cushion the walk a little bit. So, uh, you know, you might want to try that if you're having trouble walking and, and you want to need to get some something in. Um, there's, uh, according to, let's see, this is walks and treks. This frequently asked questions. Uh, this is on bhf.org.uk. Um, a good average walking rate, a person with excellent fitness, about 15 minutes per mile, four miles per hour, nine minutes per kilometer, 6.4 kilometers per hour. So uh, that's kind of a good guide to to consider when you're um, looking at your pace when you're walking. Um, but you know, please remember, number one, check with your doctor. Please first check with your doctor. Number two, get some advice on a good walking shoe. Okay, um, I, I've been to. New Balance, I'm sure there's some other places that gotten some really good advice on a shoe for walking because your walking is different than your running and, and other things. So you want to see what the best shoe is if you're going to do walking. Um, so go to your doctor first, then go. If, if you don't want to get advice from a shoe store, uh, you know, Ask someone at your local, you know, your gym, if you go to a gym, uh, get, get some advice in terms of, or a podiatrist even, you know, someone that deals with foot issues. They may even have su a suggestion for a good walking shoe. Uh, but uh, make sure you check all the all the boxes with your doctor and um, your, uh, your shoe, I'm sorry, your, your shoe salesperson, I guess, and your gym or whatever, but get all the advice, read up before you select a walking shoe, and just get started, you know. So anyway, 
we're gonna take we're gonna cut this show short today. But um, again, we want to thank uh, Chef George Ashford for being being with us on the show. Chef George Ashford for CB Bistro, and we want you all to go ahead and and get started on you know your Easter feast and for your walking um, habit in terms of what you're gonna do. You know, talk to your doctor, check out your shoes, and and you know get a good pair and, and get going. Thank you for listening. Uh, tomorrow, my friend Zep Belay Lawrence will be on. She's going to help us. We have not really talked about some spring cleaning, so uh, we're going to get started. You know, even if it's a late start, better late than never. We're going to get started on, you know, what you should do to get decluttered and and cleaned out for for spring, and for hopefully for the rest of the year. This has been G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much. Be well. Be safe. Be blessed. And please remember. All real power comes from God. Take care. Come on, come on, come on, give up the highest prayer.